What's up, everyone? Welcome to another non-refungible podcast. I am Nate Digital. Today we got Yaba Deluxe and Fub Behind the Glass. And today we have somebody from the fire team. He goes by Jeff Krantz. What's up, man? How's it going? It's going great. Yes. Make it hot. Thanks for having me in, guys. Really appreciate it. Glad to be here. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's not the Chicago awesome, Fire, man. it's uh Fire Web3 safety tool. We'll definitely get into it. Uh, me and Yaba are from Chicago. That joke's definitely not going to hit anywhere Stay else. here. Oh, shit. There we go. Oh, uh, yeah. wait, hold what? on. Hold on. No way. Shot town in the house. I love Let's it. Go. I'm in Florida now. Okay. But uh, spent like 10 years in Lincoln Park. And that's okay. where I was born as well and grew up out in the suburbs. So Okay. What's, nice, what's the correct man. brand of hot dog? The North, up North trip. The Chicago style. Portillo's is mine. Yes. Mm. Yeah, Chicago yeah, exactly. style is the right way. Just, just Vienna beef. Yeah, uh, some friends actually sent me a Lou Milnati's pizza, okay. frozen. There you go. That just arrived. I just it arrived today. Put it in the oven. Just had it. It was awesome. I love that. Uh, <laughs> I used to order those all the time before I moved to Chicago. I used to order them from Illuminati's here and ship them frozen because I visited a couple times before I moved, and I was like, man, I. Now I can't stand deep dish pizza, to be completely honest. Like, don't, don't deep, tell deep anybody dishes that. for tourists. But <laughs> I, I can, I can only eat it like once a year now. You can only have it's, one it's, slice. It's a lot. It's rich. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, since we're on the subject, ketchup does it belong in a hot dog? No, absolutely not. Okay, Jeff. Mm. We're I like that along. spot in Chicago where they don't kick you out if you ask for ketchup. Oh yeah, what is it? Even if you're like, it's for my fries. <laughs> And they're all rude. No, to it's uh, oh man, I gotta look up which one it is. But like, even if you're like, no, it's I uh, know it's it's the circle. Weeder circle, circle, I think, is one of those places. There's another one out by the airport. It's in it's in Lincoln one Park. Out by the airport that'll do it too. Like, even if you're like, it's for my fries, it's for my fries. They'll be like, no, get out of here. I they won't that. even take your order. There's a very regional, <laughs> regional podcast. No soup so for far. you. So as a as a non-Chicago Ian, I don't even know what to say there. Oh, you're already as a person it. not from Chicago. What's the thing about ketchup? Because I love ketchup on hot dogs. Just doesn't belong. Whoa! You, you don't. You I like don't need too, it. But you don't need it in a hot dog. I mean, you know, yeah, fun. A I relish would... a little mustard, a little ketchup, and it's perfect. Perfect. Fun. I was also seven years old one time. I used to like ketchup on a hot dog. Exactly. And then I grew exactly. up. Exactly. And then you know we just like the finer things. <laughs> well, apparently only grown-ups live in. You see what happens when Cryer's not changing. here. You see what happens when Cryer's not here. We're talking about hot that dogs. That is so we're true, Yaba. Yeah, you know, and you leave me to host the show. We're definitely going to be talking about hot dogs and pizza. Uh, yeah, ten minutes into the show. <laughs> yeah, I know you got a good app, but but do you eat ketchup I, on your Jeff? Hot dog? I tried to warn you. It was this kind of show. <laughs> All good. I love it. I but love it. Yaba, you are like chomping at the bit on the on this Web three app. Fire. Have you used it actually? Uh, have I, man? I mean, I live by it now. I I've I I mean, Cryer put me on. Uh, shout out to him who's not here right now. <clears throat> Cryer put me on, man, and uh, you know, an, an interesting story, sad story, really. Uh, one of our one of one of the uh, members in NRN actually clicked the link and lost his assets and oh, man. yeah man it was it was terrible and you know obviously everybody's in this in the, in the space right now has been here for a while and are veterans and know what to click and what not to click but it still happens man i mean you saw it with um crypto nova you know right. it, it's just those you, you know what you, you you're you're as careful as you can be and you still get hit 
And, you know, Cryer was like, well, you should have used fire in, in Cryer fashion. And, <laughs> and I was like, well, what's fire? And he was like, well, it's this app that, you know, before you sign anything, it lets you know what you're signing before you sign it. I was like, well, cry, why haven't you put this in a security announcement, anything in a discord? People don't know about it. And I, I so I immediately downloaded it after I heard that story. And I've been using it ever since. It's so good. It helps me track which what I'm signing and what what effect it's going to have on my wallet. Uh, lets me know the gas, which I still can't convert that thing for anything. Um, but at least I know if it's point zero zero one point zero two, I'm paying yeah. a lot more. But you know, I, I think overall, man, I've, I've been really, I've, I've been a lot more comfortable now clicking around, and, and, and I hope that's the case. I hope I can't be. <laughs> You're about to tell me why, right, Jeff? But you know, I've been a lot more comfortable. Um, I still try not to get too comfortable, but it's hard with this app because it really does help. That intro was awesome. You said it better than I can say it myself. Hey, I'm, uh, I'm a user, man. So I'm going to testify awesome. to this. You know, I love it. There's a couple of things I want to hit on there. One yeah. that you said that really sticks out to me is, you know, we're seeing experts and influencers fall. It seems like every day mm-hmm. to these types of scams. Kevin Rose, you said Crypto Novo. You know, these are experts in the space who have been here for a long time. And right. you know, one thing I want to say is like, I could fall for one of these scams if I'm not using Fire. And it's kind of got to the point where I won't sign something if I don't have fire popping up and showing me what I'm about to sign, well, maybe I'm, my, I'm on my phone or something like that. I'm already there. I'm already there. I, I will right. not sign it. I was like, <laughs> I'll, I'll hit the button a couple yep. times. And if it's just like, all right, I'm not touching it, you know? Right. And my line is kind of like to reach mass adoption and to onboard a billion people into web three, it needs to be idiot proof. And right now it's like not even expert proof, right? Like anyone can fall for these scams. 100%. So what is it we can do? to help make it safer. And another way I like to think of it is like you were saying, you're, you're clicking around and you're kind of degening again. It sounds like we've unlocked you. You've yeah, I've slid. I backslid a lot. I'm back to degening. It's awesome. Like that's, <laughs> that's the reason I built fire was because like, if you yeah. don't have this layer of like safety and security, like you mm-hmm. go into this place of like, I was in this place like a year ago where I just wouldn't do anything. Like I was just too yep. afraid to connect my treasure or connect to any sites. It's just like do nothing. But that sucks because the whole point of Web3 is that we can degen around and have fun and YOLO and, you know, go back to like the DeFi summer or like early NFT vibes where we were just minting everything. And that's the way it's supposed to be. You know, I joke so, that like I don't want to necessarily be building a security tool. I want to be yeah. building cool dApps and stuff like that. But until we solve that layer and make it easy and fun for people, we can't move up to like the gaming and all the other stuff. So, so you heard it here first. Jeff is responsible for bringing back the market. He's going right. to bring it back. That's right. Absolutely. He's going to bring us back to 2021. Money and riches all over. And That's my goal. Though. Yeah, that's my goal. Hey, and I, yeah, I commend you for that. It, it, it's definitely got me back on back off the wagon. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, our mission is to make Web3 simple. Yeah. And we think if we make it simple, we can make it safer. Um, and the idea is, you know, I also kind of say if you give a man security, like you tell them this is safe or this is not safe, he's safe for a day. But if you teach a man security, he's safe for a lifetime. So it's, it's like kind <laughs> well, of we hope, we hope. Exactly. Exactly. 
this, this might be a bad thing though. Yaba's gonna feel this sense of security. He's just gonna go out there yoloing like crazy. Do you need, do you need a whole pack, guy, Yaba? I'm, I could be. I'm trying. I'm guy. trying not. I'm trying. Yeah, can you put a, like a cap on this thing so I can stop? Spinning? Actually, yeah. <laughs> like we have a spend limit. Cap on the yeah, exactly. spend limit. Yeah. <laughs> We're not gonna yeah, we got some more tips for you later in the show too for the app. Yeah, we, got, we got some ideas. It's like the parent like limiting their child's exactly. data usage. Yeah, I need a passcode. Yeah, like you can't spend any more ETH, Yava. You've spent too much ETH this month on random DGen mints. Yeah, well, I'm out of ETH anyways right now too. I'm all I'm all liquid again, so not much clicking around anymore for me this month. <laughs> That's the way to do but, it. Yeah. But yeah, but when you do start clicking around, I think let let's back up a little bit. So so Jeff, this is actually a Chrome extension, right? That uses mm -hmm. next to MetaMask. Yeah, exactly. So when we were first building the product, it was a question that we asked potential users: was, hey, do you want us to build a wallet where you'll put your funds, and we'll show you what's about to happen when you sign a transaction, or do you want to keep using the wallet that you have, and we can pop up right next to it? And the answer we got from just about everybody was, I don't want to give my seed phrase to some brand new extension with like 10 installs on it. Let me keep using MetaMask. Let me keep using Coinbase Wallet, whatever it is, my ledger, and just give me a tool that pops up right next to it and shows me what's going to happen. So that's exactly how it works. And it works flawlessly. I'll, I'll tell you that. I was a little nervous downloading the app. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I don't know yeah. why, but it was just something I was like, Cryer, I had to ask him like you three needed or four the times, fire Are you sure this fire. is the right one? Are you sure this is the right one? <laughs> no, I mean that totally makes like, sense. Yeah. We're we're afraid of everything. We're conditioned not to click on any links or download anything. So it's terrifying. Right. And it was a big problem we had when we launched. We had this huge waiting list of twenty thousand people wow. that we sent out an email out to. Wow. We said, Hey, we've launched. And everyone we got so many emails back, like is this from fire? We had people coming to our DMS. Like I got this email. Is it actually you guys? And we're like, yes, it's us. So, um, and that's a whole nother aside of like, I think crypto in general, we could do a better job of like using cryptography to our advantage to prove who we are and help kind of avoid those situations of, is this an imposter or is this not? But that's another conversation. So, so you had 20,000 people on the wait list to sign up. I mean, how many of those, so roughly, I mean, is this public knowledge? I mean, are you willing yeah. to share? Like how There's many one users? Whale with a bunch of wallets. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> no, but you, but it goes for every wallet that you have connected to MetaMask. Well, I use frames now, another uh, recommendation nice. by Cryer, which is great. Uh, yeah. Much better than MetaMask. I hate MetaMask. That's a different story. But, um, well, I have problems with them not upgrading anything for like, you know, 13 years or whatever. Right. You know, but exactly. anyways, it, it, it's crazy because you had 20,000 people sign up or, or 20,000 people. How many people do you have that are actually use our wallets that are actually using? Yep. Cause that's a lot. Yep. Yeah. So we had 20,000 people on the waiting list before we launched. Um, and most of that was thanks to one tweet, kind of our initial announcement tweet. And what was interesting about that, it was just a video of what Fire does. Just a quick, you know, you'd see MetaMask pop up and then Fire right next to it. And what we actually demoed was Lido. And our messaging was basically, you know, Fire is a tool that makes Web3 simple by showing you what's happening in a human readable format. And we just showed you like staking in the Lido contract, what that looks like behind the scenes using Fire. And what's interesting about that is we didn't say, you know, this is an anti-phishing tool. This is an antivirus. Here's what it looks like if you're about to get scammed. 
we right. said, hey, here's just we're showing you what goes on behind the scenes. And that tweet went viral for us. 6529 retweeted it. Sasson oh. retweeted it. Okay. Like, it just totally killed. I think it got a million plus impressions. And that's what got us this huge waiting list. It was awesome. Um, and so then come launch day, yeah, we had this huge list to launch out to. I think we got around 10,000 wallets like day one that used our app. Uh, and it was just awesome because, you know, the day before we were kind of in the war room as a team, like making the final touches. And I'm like, hey, guys, I don't know. We got 20,000 people on the wait list. Maybe 500 of them will install. That'd be great. Like, let's not, let's just set our expectations. And then it just, uh, it totally crushed. So it's, is, it's been crushing isn't that then. the isn't that the thing that de developers worry about the most is will people use it? I'm in a couple of products yep. where people are developing. Well, and, and will it work, right? Yeah. Will it yep. work is one thing, but I think the main thing is how many people are going to appreciate and love your product that you put so much time and effort yep. in. Absolutely. And it's something that's not a natural overlap for developers, I think. I think a lot of developers just think about what can I build and what may, might be cool to me and what, what might be hard to build, but yeah. they never stop to think of like, are there people that actually want this thing? Yeah. And that's what was a little bit different about the way we built this product is, you know, I don't know if I've already mentioned, but kind of the inspiration for it was back in the spring of 2022, one of my good friends texted me and said, hey, Jeff, you're the crypto guy. I'm looking at my OpenSea account right now and my board ape is gone. And this is when wow. a board ape was worth like half a million. Jeff, bucks. fix it. Did Jeff, you... fix it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's yeah, my EtherScan account. Here's my EtherScan account. Reverse the transaction. Thank you. Right. Yeah. And so I look in and he signed some, you know, set approval for all transaction. And I'm like, dude, there's nothing we can do. And it's a really sink. I and mean, there's a really sinking feeling for me having to tell him that. I can't imagine how he felt, you know. He's been telling everybody he's got this board ape worth half a million dollars and now oh, it's gone. Hmm. Um, and so we built kind of from a place of empathy of trying to solve that problem moving forward and talking to users every step of the way. And I think that's what helped us, you know, not just build something that we launched and then no one shows up on launch day. Yeah, I mean, it, it's proven. <laughs> I mean, so you've, how do I say it? I, you've built from a, from a, position of empathy and i think that's great you know um it, the the thing about this tool that i think is that you could charge for this <clears throat> but it's free why yep. is this free yeah uh, i think yeah, there's I mean, a catch 22 because this is super valuable a bunch of Am spam I gonna get nfts charged? getting airdropped yeah. <laughs> they're gonna get airdropped <laughs> yeah, great question. So we've thought about, should we start charging? And we've had a lot of our users say like, are you guys okay? Like, are you guys eating yeah. ramen noodles? Like, I'll pay you $4.99 a month. It's okay. But our goal right now is just to get as many users as possible. Mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe something we could touch on a little bit is we're a part of a, a venture studio here in Miami. So, you know, our, our, our bills are paid in terms, you know, we're receiving a salary, we're doing just fine. And our goal is mm -hmm. to get as many users as possible. And we've got some ideas for once we reach a really big scale of how we could start monetizing in some different ways. Token drop. I'm, I'm, I'm right there. I, I've been using it from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, what, what token, Jeff? <laughs> yeah, but you're going ahead in the questions here. <laughs> we, 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 I think the party line is we have no plans for a token uh, at this time. I think that's the official line for every project right now. Right. Jeff. So <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> but good. I, I'm to be completely honest, I'm not a fan of project tokens. I mean, I understand why you need it, but to, to me, sometimes it just doesn't make any sense. You've been but, crying for the MetaMask and OpenSea airdrop. Oh, for, okay, uh, that one years. I want. I was about and, to say, I, I'm crying because everybody else is say, crying. I, did you hate the looks rare airdrop? Did you hate the X2Y2 airdrop? Sure, sure did. Did you hate blur? Did you hate Blur free did, money? Yes. Look, I, I don't hate free money. I just I'm just of the opinion that I don't like who's who's using looks right now other than trading it. Right. No, I agree you know with I you. Mean, in yeah, general and, theory, I agree with you, but I just want to stand on the principle that you can't. Well, hate free I, I love free money. I just don't love the concept. I don't think Jeff here should do it. We like yeah. Jeff. <laughs> but you can't. No, hate but but here here's the deal. I agree. I agree as it being a uh, tool for fundraising for, for fundraising and and I and I and I hope we just haven't figured it out yet, but I hope there are economies that are sustainable for these exactly. tokens that are developed. Exactly. Right now it just hasn't been developed. Exactly. It's been a funding tool and a and a and a good way to trade and speculate, but until there's a actual economy surrounding these tokens and yeah, it you know it, that's the part I'm, I'm just unsure about. A sink and a faucet, they call it. So something <laughs> where the tokens come out, then they're paid to someone for completing some task, and then there's exactly. a reason to take those tokens and spend them back out of the system and create an economy. That's exactly what we exactly. need to be building versus just yep. creating some speculative thing that allows the investors and the uh, founders to cash out earlier than they would via other means. So totally agree yep. with you on that, Calvin. Yep, yep. All right, I want to back up here a second. So we started this story, Jeff, with with your buddy with the ape that got stolen. So first, first off, thank you for helping keeping me and my fellow apes safe. But I want to bring this discussion to the table here. Is this a narrative that it's always the apes getting scammed? It's you know like apes can't read. You know, uh, shout out to Red Sox guy in our Discord. Um, I guess my so I, I, I want to ask. Yeah, what's your opinion on that, Jeff? I have a take on this. So I'm a crypto punk that fumbled my board ape that I don't think I minted it, but I think I bought it mint day for you know less than 0.2 ETH or something. And I sold it for like three ETH. And I was, you know, just a jackass crypto punk, like, oh, I'm such a genius. This thing's worth nothing. Yeah. Uh now I'm officially on the record saying that. And I've just been, you know, basically crying about it ever since. So we'll start with that context. <laughs> Um, but what I'm going to say is, you know, why are board apes, why do they seem to be the number one victim of these scams? And my answer, you know, a crypto, most crypto punks will tell you it's because crypto punks are OGs that are sophisticated and yeah. they would never fall victim <laughs> to such a low scam. Right. But that's not really the answer. We can go into the technical details a little bit later, but basically you know, most of these scams are taking advantage of uh, a method in ERC seven twenty ERC seventy twenty one standard called set approval for all, which mm. basically is the permission that you set on OpenSea or different marketplaces that allows them to transfer your NFT when it sells. That method doesn't exist on CryptoPunks, and so that's kind of what excludes uh, CryptoPunks mm. from the scams. And then the question is, okay, but why board apes versus, you know, pudgy penguins or clones or whatever it might be. And that's just because they're the highest value. So as someone who's yep. making, who's trying to attack uh, people, they're going to go for the board apes. And then also the board apes that get stolen are going to make the biggest waves. And those are the ones you're going to hear about. Last point being 
something really interesting is I keep my Discord DMs open because I want to see all the scams come across my page wow. so I can test yeah. them out with fire, right? And see if there's anything new. I tell my wife out. the same thing about uh, Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right. Um, I just see the messages. And something that's really interesting that we've seen, we use Frame, which actually has a feature that allows us to like impersonate any other account. So we could be like Franklin and use his account on these scam sites and see what happens. Wow. And they're actually really clever in the way that they work. They'll look at your wallet and then they'll look at all of your assets inside of it. And then they'll stack rank it and they'll say, okay, let's start from the top. And so once again, they're always going to start with board apes. Number Jeez. one, once you sign that, Gross. then they're going to say, yeah. okay, give us, I don't even know what's number two, I guess a mutant, something like that. And they'll just go down the list. Or if you have a ton of USDC, They'll start with USDC first and kind of work their way down the list. When you say stack rank it, like what, like what exactly are the what, value? So floor price. Well, I, I I get it with the value, but like when you say they'll start with, what are they yep. starting with? What are they? Sending? They can only take one collection at a time, basically. So okay. one MetaMask transaction or signature can take one one item from you or one collection from you. You could think of it. And so they'll look at everything and they'll say, oh, he's got a board ape. Let's try to get him to sign a board ape transaction. And then if you uh -huh. do, then MetaMask will pop up again. It'll say, okay, now let's try to get his mutant ape. And they'll just work their way down the list. And it's Ooh, funny because okay. sometimes we'll test with just like our development account, which just has like 30 bucks in ETH in it. Mm -hmm. And they'll just be like, oh, just try to take the 30 bucks in ETH from him. They'll just take whatever they can at the end of the day. Um, but it's interesting how to kind of ingenious these, uh, these scripts are really at the end of the day. I love that you guys are just hacking each other for uh, a little <laughs> testing. This yeah, is that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. I uh, definitely learned something today about the contracts. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I had my own theories, and you pretty much hit on all of them. Mm -hmm. uh, the only other theory is, you know, oh. the the ape asset, the OG holder. He's been dropped a bunch of other uh, wealthy, you know, assets worth a good amount. And yeah. I guess my other theory was the OG crypto holder might not be as an active trader as the board ape holder yeah. that maybe just got, dropped a shitload of ape coin, got burning a hole in her wallet. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that, that that's sense. pretty crazy. Nah, apes can't read, man. Just put it like this. Just and it. that's <laughs> the last theory is dumb monk cannot read. Yes. But I mean, uh, honestly, it's hard, man. I, yeah, my heart drops every time. Like I have to think about it when I approve. Dude, the like, Novo one. That one hurt, dude. I feel like that Absolutely. one hit all of us, the Crypto Nova one. Yeah. yeah, man. I mean, because, I mean, he was that pump. I mean, I've never seen him. I've seen him a couple times in person, and I've, I've never seen him other than being that punk. And, and you've never seen him. You've hurt. only seen the punk. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, just jump in really quick. That's a really big part of this, too, is a lot of, for a lot of us, for better or for worse, uh, as, you know, it, our identities in a lot of ways kind of meld with our NFTs. And like you said, with yep. Crypto Nova, that was 100% the case. And that's the part that you know must have really hurt was, you know, losing his identity, which was irreplaceable. Luckily, as a community, we were able to get it back for him. Yeah. Um, but when you get hacked in crypto, it's really much more than just losing your assets. In a lot of ways, it's losing your identity. And as we go more and more online, um, mm -hmm. it'll be more of our you know, kind of almost melding with our real life identity. And so it's a, it's a, it's a big piece of why crypto security is really important. 100%. And I, I mean, and going back to my, my original point that I was going to make, uh, mm -hmm. I, I pause every time 
I see, like, I, I buy a new collection on OpenSea and I'm going to sell it. And it says approve all transact or uh, set yep. approval for all, right? And yep. that's what you're talking about here is yep. these guys send the same transaction to set approval for all. And it's just for that specific collection. Mm-hmm. See, I was under the impression that once you clicked one of those links, they will wipe your complete wallet, you know, but it's not that is what I'm hearing. It's more like you click a link, that's a link to approve a, a, a approve all for one single collection that they can pull out. Okay. Yeah, so maybe let's go over the two kind of top types of hacks that we're seeing today. Maybe it's a good opportunity to do that. So one is the one we just mentioned, which is set approval for all. And that exists at the uh, collection level or the contract level. And so if you sign a set approval for all signature in MetaMask, that's going to allow the attacker to steal all of your NFTs from that collection in one click, but nothing beyond that. But there's a second type of attack that's also very popular, the monkey drainer attack. And this is the one that got Kevin Rose. And basically what this one does is it creates a seaport offer, which is the contract that's kind of behind the scenes at OpenSea. And what it does is it looks for all of the NFTs, NFT collections that you've approved to OpenSea. So that means OpenSea can transfer them on your behalf. And then what it does is it says, okay, I want to make an offer for all of these users' assets that they've approved on OpenSea. And for that, I will pay them, you know, 0.0 and seven zeros dot one ETH. So whatever that is, you know, a fraction of a penny. So they're offering to pay you nothing for everything you have listed on OpenSea. The way that appears in your MetaMask wallet is like, it's called JSON, just like this illegible mostly illegible string of text. And we're used to kind of clicking go on those types of signatures, both of them, because those are the ones that pop up every time we like buy or sell on OpenSea. So we're conditioned to clicking these all the time. At the same time, every website we go to seems to be popping up a MetaMask transaction that for some reason, the big blue button is there and we just click it. And that's the exact type of scam that these scammers are doing. You know, they make it a fake mint, MetaMask pops up, it's a big blue button. We don't know what the hell it's saying. And so you just go ahead and you click out of kind of natural reaction. And then next thing you know, it's too late. Wow. A monkey drainer is scary. Yep. Dude, and so you're basically accepting the really low WETH offers on all your shit. Exactly. Yep. I like to think of it as like the scammer puts together a written like old school contract that says, I'd like to buy all your shit. Yeah, a bundle. I'd like to buy all your shit for a penny. And then you sign it and then he goes to OpenSea and says, here, I've got an executed contract to buy all of Jeff's shit for one penny. And their con- they just say, okay, boom, let's make the it's transaction. Smart contract, it's gotta be legit. Yeah, Exactly, right. Is there any way for OpenSea to like, you know, stop that? I mean, or is it just like through their coding or, or no? I mean, obviously I mean, not because it hasn't been done yet. Yeah, I mean, I think OpenSea's in a tricky spot, I think. A question is like, what onus does the wallet have potentially in any of this? Can there be better warning in Coinbase wallet or MetaMask or, you know, should is it all up to the user? Use at your own risk. You know, there's different degrees of uh, or different opinions on this case of, you know, is it all use at your own risk or can we do some handholding here? Ooh, code um, is code is law. Code, code is, is law. law. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Right. I think MetaMask has been comfy for a long time saying, use at your own risk. We're just a tool, you know, understand what you're doing hands off. Um, So, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah I but think is it the... letter of the law or spirit of the law? Right, exactly. That's, well, the, that's what it is. <clears throat> I guess it's, it's to the letter of the law in crypto because, I mean, the spirit of the <laughs> Yeah, it is. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> spirit of the law would be like, all right, we'll, we'll get it back for you. You know, and, and I think that's a real big issue when it, when it comes to onboarding the mass populace because, yeah. you know, we love crypto. We're in it 24-7. We're very passionate about it. Um, we'll take the time to actually, you know, get scammed. Hopefully not a lot. I mean, I feel like every one of us has been scammed. I know you have, foot. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, Fudd, you, you, you want to touch on your little experience? But, but, but I'll, I'll, which, which before time? you before before we go into that, I'll, I'll, I'll point back to that. But I'm just saying, like before us to onboard the masses, there has to be some type of way to to, if not offer recourse, which I don't, which I don't know that we can. I, I know there's a new ERC standard coming out, and maybe we'll talk about that later. But uh, at least offer a very very simple way to protect them from not losing their stuff because. Most people I talk to that don't know anything about crypto or are interested in it might set up a wallet, but they're not going to do anything else other than click a button, you know, and they're not going to take the time. And it, it, it takes yeah. a lot of time to, to get comfortable here. Yeah. And yet, yeah, but it's like, all right, you, you have the MetaMask extension, right? It's like, well, now you got to get the fire extension because you got to stay safe, right? Yeah. And yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, like, it's like, a lot. you got so many pieces, man. I mean, you, and then you have to import wallets and then, you know, it. It's a oh, you lot. Got your seed phrase, right? You wrote that down, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You got to store guys... your seed phrase, which is off offline on a piece of paper to conduct this digital. You know, to, it's like oh, you saved it, it on your phone. You're already done. You got to start over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just give away your apes now. Have you guys ever tried to onboard one of your friends to Web three? Like sat oh, next what? to them at the computer or whatever, <laughs> and it's just to me, it's like an embarrassing experience because it's like twenty <laughs> steps. And yeah, step one is, okay, let's get out a piece of paper. Do you have a pen around here anywhere? <laughs> Write down your 12 words. Don't ever lose that. If you do, all your shit is gone. Yeah, it's like, I thought this was the most technological advancement in currency. And <laughs> right. the first step is grab pen right. and paper. Right. But here's the balance. Because if we abstract all of that away, then it's not crypto and it's not Web3 anymore. Because you've just right. given custody to someone else. Right? right. So it's about finding what is that middle ground. And the way that I like to think about it is how can we make it a slow onboarding process, maybe that transitions from semi-custodial because you've just claimed a couple free NFTs or you've got, you know, 20 bucks in Ethereum, or maybe you're willing to have, maybe you could get rubbed by, you know, some centralized authority, but maybe mm -hmm. as your account starts to grow, you know, maybe you're playing uh, play to earn games or you're starting to trade and you're making some more money. Maybe you some start taking some of the custody away from the centralized server and take it more into your own hands until eventually, you know, you've got enough funds where you want to go out and buy a hardware wallet or set up a multi-sig and you're ready to kind of fully onboard into Web3. I think a solution like that is what we're going to end up seeing, something along yeah. those lines. Yeah. So so what are your thoughts on uh, ERC4337 yep. with account abstraction? Yeah, awesome question. Um I am thinking of how deep to go into this. So ERC uh, actually, here's a start. Here's a start. I I know not. This isn't for me. But what is a account abstraction? Not for me. Yeah. For the listeners. Yeah. So the idea here <laughs> is: Can we have a wallet that is not directly associated with a twelve-word seed phrase, basically? And so, rather than step one 
of a user onboarding into Web3 being write down 12 words. Um, you know, maybe it's secured via another signature method, which could, you know, allow us to abstract out to using Google to sign in or using Twitter to sign into our wallet or, you know, use our mm. phone number or something <clears throat> along those lines. DNA, DNA sample. DNA social proof, scan. right? It's, it's, it's social proof. Yeah. And there's also, yeah, the opportunity to have multiple signers, yeah, social recovery, where even if I do, you know, lose whatever my method of getting to my account is, I could say, okay, yeah, Yalba and FUD, I lost my account. Can you guys go in and click this button to restore access to me, even though I lost my phrase, which is another big problem in crypto is people just losing the piece of paper they wrote down, or, you know, I've got a couple dozen different wallets, some of which I'll never recover again, um, <laughs> that have, you know, an amount of money that have, has grown over time. So anyway, back to the account abstraction piece Four three three seven. if we want to get a little more technical on that, is account abstraction on Ethereum, which they are going to planning to accomplish via smart contract wallets, which I'll just say means that rather than your wallet being controlled by a 12 word seed phrase, It'll, your funds will actually be living in a smart contract wallet that you then have access to. So you make a call to a smart contract to send your funds or to buy something uh, versus, once again, it living kind of on your seed phrase, for lack of a better word. Well, yeah. that's a really good that's a really good analogy, like making a call to the contract for it to release, exactly. because most people associate it with, you know, something similar to everyday life, like a bank account. Yep. You know, the bank ultimately holds the money. They then transfer it. It's extremely similar in that manner that you while you do not own your keys, a certain portion of it is verifiable through friends through that. You know, you mentioned multiple parties saying that this transaction is valid. Exactly. Um you know, allowing it to still be decentralized, but but centralized in the manner of the constraints of a smart contract yep. that you do not truly own those keys. And and so, you know, I think you you put it really well, Jeff, and in, in the matter that you know, this will onboard a lot more people, but at the same time, it's it's not fully owning your keys, but it's way better than setting up a bank account at Wells Fargo. Yep. And what are the two big benefits? I could just summarize really quick. So one, like I said, we can get rid of the first step being write down your 12 words. And then second, because it's a smart contract wallet, we can actually write rules and program that wallet to do different things. And my favorite example is like, do not transfer my board ape under any circumstances unless I get two hardware wallets out and like FUD signs oh, wow, something yeah. as well. Like that's the type of stuff that we can start doing. Oh, then that's yeah, cool. I I was actually I was thinking of that is if what I wanted to create is like a, a second alert, a, a, a second. Are you sure you want to send your board exactly. to Jeff Krantz? Yes, exactly. Which I do. Not That's the type of stuff. And you could do that stuff today in MetaMask, but it would all just be like um, it's kind of just on the front end layer. It's just almost kind of fake. Like if someone gets your 12 words, they can just bypass any sort of 2FA right. or anything. Yeah. Like that. That, that's awesome. And because I was about to say, like having your funds on a smart contract and your wallet just call into that smart contract really doesn't solve the problem because somebody could just, you know, send you the same link to say, call this and send it to me. Exactly. Right? Make a call for Yaba. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> send a Yaba drainer. <laughs> hey, I got Yaba here uh, trying to make a call to this contract. Yeah. You click the link. So and we're good. Yeah. And to your point, one thing I'd like to call out is it's different than a Genosis safe. 
because a genosis safe, like let's say that me, Nate, Yaba have a genosis safe together, the two of them could outvote me and take funds out of the genosis safe that is, you know, my funds. But to initiate the account abstraction, I have to be the person as the account holder to initiate that for Nate and Yaba to then sign off on release of funds. So it's not like it's not like group ownership. It's like my ownership with verification of others. Yep. Did you just say Genosis foot? <laughs> How do you say it? Gnosis. It's Gnosis, but there's a G there. Is it it's Gif or Gif? But it's, man, it's like lasagna. When it's a capital G and everything else is lowercase, it's not silent. This is like real G's moving silence, man. Like lasagna. <laughs> Lil Wayne. I feel you. you know, it's Gnosis. I'm in the Gnosis camp. I'm also in the GIF camp, not GIF. Um, <laughs> now that's wrong. No ketchup on hot dogs. <laughs> yeah. Cryer's in the GIF camp, so he would actually, he'd be outraged right now. Um, I'm in the GIF camp, too. Actually, all right, so Jeff, you're helping tons of people not click malicious links. Have you, Jeff Krantz, ever clicked a bad link before? Have you ever signed a bad transaction? No, and in hindsight, I'm like, how did I get so lucky? Because um, yeah. there was a lot, long time where I would just sign anything. It's not like I was meticulously yeah. looking at every single. You just got lucky. Yep. I do a good job, I think, in general, of like checking at least the last four letters of the address or something like that. I've always kind of done that type of thing, or like transferring funds. Like I'm always worried, like I'll send ten bucks first to my Coinbase account or whatever, and make sure it gets there. And then yes, go back yeah, I do and that too. I definitely a, a do bunch that. Yeah. Money more. But I guess I do have two stories to share. One is, you know, one time I did send, I think, something like five Bitcoin to an address that I'd copied that was not the address I meant to send it to. But luckily, I was able to figure out who the owner of that address was and go to them and be like, oh my God, I just sent you five Bitcoin. Can you please send it back? And it was. Did they uh, send yeah. back the full five. Yeah, it was a company, so like their support team oh, like, sent it okay. back. It was on the books. Like, it's like, we need to get this shit on there. So that was one. And then the I one time I've ever been scammed in crypto was like a year ago. Mm. Um, and it was just, it was a perfectly executed scam. And I give them all the props in the world. I did a $100 Twitter giveaway because I won some other giveaway. I'm like, fine, I'll just pass it forward. Um, and so for yep. at the end of the giveaway... You know, I said, okay, congratulations, whatever. Gabagool345, you've won the giveaway. And, you know, five minutes later, I get a reply to that from something that looks like Gabagool345. <laughs> oh, my God, I can't believe this. This is going to make all the difference in the world for my family. Like, here's my address. I'm like, okay, sweet. I send him the money. And then, like, a couple minutes later, I get a DM real... <laughs> from the real Gabagool345. <laughs> So I thought that was actually a pretty genius scam. This guy's going around all day changing his picture on Twitter and his name to look as closely as possible to contest yes. winners. Um, I think it happened to Claire Silver actually recently too. Um, I, yeah, and then he go back and check the account and he's changed back to his other it's profile. already partner. something else. And it, yeah. it's, it's so funny. No good deed goes, you know, it's... Exactly. It's... Uh, it's funny that same thing happened to me. The very first, I ran one giveaway in my life, right? And I ended up sending the NFT to a scammer. So. <laughs> right, it's ridiculous. I've I've done that too, man. 
Well, not NFT. I've I've sent. We're supposed in, to be the OGs and we're out here slipping. I mean, but this is how you become an OG: is you get scammed. Hopefully, not a lot, but you know, you get hit once, and then you you like, all right, I, I know, I know, I better look before I leap. Now it's it's sad but true. And sorry, I just wanted to add that. Also, <laughs> sadly, you need to see other people lose these expensive ass assets to kind of scare you into setting yeah. up that ledger. No, I was just going to say, we're just arguing over who got scammed. <laughs> arguing to tell our scam stories. We just want somebody to hear it. But anyways, go ahead, Jeff. On the note of learning your lesson, um, I haven't really, I guess, even mentioned my background, really. I've been in crypto for about 10 years now, originally just as a that, Bitcoin yeah. hop, hodler. And I was a customer at Mt. Gox. And so oh, the benefit wow. of that was, you know, I didn't keep a lot of funds on the exchange at that time because I was a member of uh, like Reddit Bitcoin, r slash Bitcoin. Um, and they were all kind of already talking about not your keys, not your cheese, not your keys, not your crypto. But I did have some money on there. <laughs> and that taught me like the lesson that I've been preaching ever since, which is, you know, keep custody of your funds. That's the whole point of this thing, which allowed me to avoid, you know, Mt. Gox and all of these other kind of blow ups that we've seen over the last year or two. And I've always kind of been the self custody evangelist, which, um, you know, for self custody is hard though, right? Be between the scams and having to keep track of your seed phrase. Those are the problems that we need to solve to onboard a billion folks. So that's what we're trying to do with fire. A wise man, man once said with great power <laughs> comes great response responsibility. So that's right. Absolutely. It's part of self custody. You That's know, it's exactly interesting right. you, you brought up the Mt. Gox thing. I, I remember when FTX happened, all of the, the Bitcoin people were up there like, you know, not saying I told you so, but I told you so. Like, and it, and, and, and it was like in, in the sense of it's happened to me before, you know. So this right. is why we are crazy, psycho, cold storage, everything. We will never, ever spend it. Exactly. <laughs> Bitcoiners. You know, it's because of the whole Mt. Gox scandal. And like I said, that, that's yeah. I feel like that's what heartens you in crypto. You got to get heartened. You're either going right. to get rugged or you're going to get scammed. There's just no way around right. it right now. It's the that's Wild right. West. But, you know, those, those are the people that built America. I mean, the people out here now are going to build crypto. Absolutely so right. um, that, that's just an interesting, interesting story. And, and I, w I was going to get to your background, man. So 10 years you've been in. Yep. Um, have you been a developer all those years or... or How's yep. that? Yep. So soft, software developer by trade. I was actually working at Groupon at the time. If you guys know Groupon up in Chicago, it's a yeah. company yeah, that's no, yeah. group coupons. Group Groupon. Uh, <laughs> and the uh, the developer that was sitting next to me at work one day looked at me and just went, Hey Jeff, you ever heard of Bitcoin? And I'm like, No, I haven't. And he's like, You should you should check it out. I think you would like it which is like the softest sell that a Bitcoiner has ever given anybody ever. And I just went home that night and uh, you, you used to be able to buy Bitcoin on eBay. Um, and I bought my first Bitcoin. What? And the seller sent me back uh, like a PDF explaining how to go set up a wallet and then send them the address so they could send me the Bitcoin. And I remember the moment that the Bitcoin like hit my account, my blockchain.info wallet, I think it was a self-custody wallet, it made this little like ding noise. And at that moment, it kind of clicked to me. It was euphoric, like, oh. wasn't it? <laughs> Sorry, it was like, yeah, it was euphoric. It was like, I actually realized, okay, I get it. I'm, I'm in control of this thing. You know, here's what this means. And I always kind of say to people, like, you're not going to get crypto until you download a wallet and kind of like that try it out. 
Until oh, that man. moment, you'll never get it. So I've true. tried to explain it to so many people, and they try and they argue with me back and forth. I'm like, just get a Coinbase wallet, you right. know, set up your MetaMask and send send money right. back and forth. Tell me how much easier it is doing this 24 yep. 7 365 days a year than doing it through your bank right you know? and yeah, then so. come talk to me but uh no, no and, and asking your bank and then your bank either decides if they want to do it or not go ahead right. yeah. so did you get that when when you got that pdf explaining to you how to set up a wallet was it before the bip 39 days where there were like seed phrases that were words like was it was it a 256 character private key that was just numbers and letters or i think it was a 256 um character private key i don't remember what i don't remember how blockchain.info's wallet worked it was a, it was some sort of a hosted service that i used but i believe that i was fully in control i think maybe i had to like drag and drop a file into the browser, which then like loaded my wallet somehow, which sounds like totally insecure in hindsight. But yeah, yeah. Um, I think that that's the way that it works, something like that. You're like, I'm really glad no one hacked my computer in 2012 for right. that file that I had. Well, so I was talking about uh, all these wallets that I have that I've lost access to. That's one of them. I don't know how there's a there was a they encouraged you to add another layer of security by adding a password on top, um, and I know that it didn't have a lot of Bitcoin in it, but you know half a Bitcoin at the time was worth like seventeen bucks, so I might have left that in there now. Yeah, I'm trying. I've been trying to find a way to brute force that. That's ten grand now, right? Whatever it is. Are you the guy from the news that's been trying to get into his Bitcoin account? He's got like two attempts left. Right, there's six no, of not. them. I think, or, or something like that. Yab is tracking them like the private planes. Yeah, because, I mean, it, that means they'll dump the price of Bitcoin if they get a hold of that. <laughs> so, I mean, Bitcoin goes down. But, it, but I, I can't get over eBay. I, I just, <laughs> you bought Bitcoin on eBay. Yep. That's, yeah. to me, Dude, wild. I bought my easy. first car on eBay. How wild is that? But that's, that's not wild at all, Nate. Uh, I mean, at that's the time it was. Do. At the time it was. I right. bought my car on eBay. All right, all right. Y'all want to talk about fumbling a bag? eBay fumbled the bag in comparison to Amazon, but that's a whole nother story. Yeah, that's a whole nother story. But anyways, I, I'll, I'll tell you this though. So, or I ask you this: what, what, what chain do you use most now? Well, obviously, <laughs> are you big on Ethereum? <laughs> you big? <laughs> you can't do anything on Bitcoin. Uh, and Solana I'm, is the answer. I'm, I'm, I'm circle. I'm circling back to this though. So, are you a Bitcoin guy? You're a Ethereum guy. Yeah, so good question. So I'm mostly interacting with Ethereum because there's stuff to do on Ethereum. I still mm -hmm. hold some Bitcoin because I am still, you know, a fan of just, uh, you know, I guess the security of Bitcoin and that being the only thing it does. Uh, in terms of what chain I'm on, I'm mostly interacting on the Ethereum chain. But something interesting to share is we just launched Arbitrum at Fire. I don't know a week or two ago. And oh, wow, it quickly correct. became actually our highest, um, most used network. It overtook Ethereum. Our users are using Arbitrum more than Ethereum. Wait, people uh, are using Arbitrum? There's a ton, apparently, there's a what, ton of DeFi what, going on in Arbitrum. Dude, on yeah, Arbitrum? absolutely. Is it DeFi? Maybe FUD can even fill us DeFi? in a little bit. Yeah, we need I mean, to. I don't know a ton. I, I don't know a ton. I just know there's a lot of developers. There's a lot of DeFi. There's a lot of liquidity moving back and forth. And typically, 
the quantity of people follow liquidity. That's true. Like people yeah. move to the chain that is liquidity. Yeah. We've seen it with yeah. AVEX. We've seen it with Solana. We've seen it with all these other L1 alternatives mm -hmm. that, you know, and I think Arbitrum is, it, it's technically an L2, right? Yes, exactly. Numbers. Yep. An L2. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I mean, I get, and I was circling back to this because now or I asked the question and tried to circle back. I probably didn't do a good job, but what do you think about the ordinals of Bitcoin coming up? And I know you mentioned that you read Cryer's thread, um, but what do you think about the ordinals and how that's all, you know, going to impact the Bitcoin ecosystem? Are you a fan? Are you against it? What? I think it's interesting that stuff is going to start happening on Bitcoin. I mean, there's ordinals, and then I'm also starting to see more people get excited about stacks, which is supposed to be like Ethereum on Bitcoin. <laughs> and I think it's that exciting is the that worst yep. user experience. I'm sorry, this is a, I've I've I've, 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 tried I've it. made transactions on stacks. Right, and, it's like a know, ten minute block confirmation time. Exactly. Right? I mean, I've I've waited up to like three hours once. I was like, all right, I just lost my <laughs> lost my transaction. <laughs> Come back and I, the next day, and it's there. I guess apparently they've done something to make it like 15 seconds. I don't know what they're doing, some oh, sort wow. of roll up or something. Yeah. Um, but bottom line being, it's I'm excited for them to do something to try to make Bitcoin fun and interesting. And you know, I'm all all for people trying to innovate. Um, I haven't tried really anything out over there. I claimed my punk on ordinals, and that's about it. Wait, oh, you got an ordinal punk? Our yeah, Bitcoin exactly. punk. Not, not, no. yeah, Bitcoin, excuse me, Bitcoin punk. So my crypto okay. punk number 6457, I have inscribed on Bitcoin. Hey, I'm, I'm a, I'm a Bitcoin punk holder too. <laughs> do you, do you hate me because of that? Because I mean, how do, how do the crypto punks feel about us Bitcoin punks? Are any punks in care. general, any chain? I don't care. I think no. I'm like mostly a CCO kind of maxi, like just yeah. spread the meme as much as possible and it'll right. kind of accrue back to the original. That's yeah. my just take on everything. If anyone wants right. to use six four five seven as their profile picture, I'm here to say on the <laughs> podcast, go ahead and use it. I don't care. Yeah, Yaba's gonna be rocking it tomorrow. Just do it. I, I just want to know what's gonna happen when the Bitcoin punks are actually trading in BTC versus ETH <laughs> and are actually more exactly. going for more than the actual crypto that's true. punks. That that I think that's when it probably starts to become a, a little bit more of a sticking point. Right well, now, I thought that was really funny how Bitcoin punks were being wrapped back onto Ethereum and then sold as <laughs> NFTs on Ethereum. I'm like, what are we doing here? What is the point of this? Yeah, it was hilarious, man. I tell you. Oh, man. Oh, that was good old crypto humor. I love it. Um, all right. We got 10 minutes left here, Jeff. So I'm going to hit cool. a few rapid fire questions and we'll get out of here. Sweet. All right. You mentioned uh, MetaMask Mobile. Is there going to be a Fire Mobile app coming? Fire Mobile app. It's something that we've gotten a lot of requests about. Uh, I think I mentioned at the top of the pod, um, I personally am afraid to do anything on mobile because I don't have Fire and I can't see what I'm signing. So it's right. on our roadmap. Uh, my thing is that I think the mobile experience in crypto sucks in general right now. Oh, and I think yeah. adding like Fire somewhere in there would just make it even worse. So until that we is true. find it's like a way... It's like MetaMask, like, get your shit together first, and then we'll, then maybe we'll right. help you. MetaMask exactly. crashed my phone this morning when I got on the Dude, load. it's it so like bad. five minutes for it to load. I was like, is this just me? I mean, am I using too much RAM on my phone or what? 
and it's yeah, not even it's MetaMask. Terrible. It's any mobile wallet. It's you know going from your browser and then wallet connecting, and then it opens up this, and sometimes it doesn't go back, and it didn't connect. Yeah. And then if we put Fire somewhere in the middle there, it just would be a mess. So if we yeah. can figure out a way to do it, we'll do it. But until then, we're kind of holding off. Gotcha. Um, all right, we're, we're talking a lot about working with MetaMask. Do you see yeah. a future where MetaMask tries to buy you guys out? Yeah, so the... Uh, the question is like, it doesn't make sense for us to be this like pop, this thing that pops up alongside your wallet. Like it makes a lot more sense for it to be a single pop. Um, whether that means us creating an API to give access to MetaMask or other wallets for us to be inside there or us creating our own wallet where we just pop up and you just hit sign and fire. Mm -hmm. I think you'll see kind of us do one of those two things. Very nice, I very nice. <clears throat> I really, I really, really like the pop-up. I don't know why, but it's just another thing that just boom, hits me right in the face. And I'm <laughs> like, I'm just, hit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just something I'm on just the screen. Like, just All right, I need to pay attention. Like this pops up. I got to pay attention to what's going on. And, and right. it's so much easier to discern there. And yeah. I mean, I, I like the pop-up personally, but I, I do agree, you know, if, yeah. if you can integrate yeah. it to make it a more seamless experience, uh, that's good too, but. Are, are users who have almost been scammed and been saved by fire, they've said this exact thing. It was just that extra yeah. second where they just yeah. had to think about it. That's what saved yep. them. Right. It, yeah, exactly. That's all it takes. Yeah. Speaking of uh, saving users money, um, this is this is the advice uh, section, the tips here. Actually, yeah. Yaba already took my first tip was just drop a, airdrop a token to users. So uh, toss that on your roadmap. Sweet. But, uh, so do you guys remember McDonald's used to have like, the amount of customers served and it always used to keep going up and up. Yep. You need to have like a counter on your website, you know, the amount of NFTs saved, you yep. know, and that, that counter is just constantly going. That Absolutely. Every click counter brought to you by a non-refungible network. I yes. love it. Totally That's agree. Idea, That's a good idea. Totally agree. It's something we want to do. It's one of my top priorities is doing something like that. And what we, what we really want to be able to do is, we can't really tell if something was a scam or not without the user's input. Like maybe you were legitimately trade. listing the item and you were setting approval for all. Right. We don't know. True. What we need is the user to click a button that says, I almost got scammed, right? right? And there's a couple interesting things we can do with that. One is like you said, start counting how much money we've saved our users. But two, what's really interesting is we could send that information back to fire and then proliferate yep. it to everybody else and say, yep. Hey, you know, Yaba was just on this site. He said it was a scam. Mm -hmm. Take and a second. Add friends, maybe. Silence. And then say, add hey, friends. That's another thing. Oh, yeah, I don't FUD's getting it. drained, bro. Hit him up right now. I can exactly. see Exactly. Exactly. So, oh, the social element of fire I haven't thought about, man. That would be cool, too. Yeah, a little chat room. Yeah, a little <laughs> mini Discord. I mean, y'all pocket Chrome watch extension. my wallet, anyways. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly uh, right. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Jeff, this is my last question. I've been staring sure. at this thing for a fucking hour. You have a Fidenza behind you. What's the story? Uh, that up. What's the story? Right. <laughs> it's a pretty good. It's a pretty good story. Um, I uh, I was just in a Twitter space like back in the early NFT days, and D's and the rest. You know, I don't know who else. Farouk and some other guys were just talking about Fidenzas like they were the like best best nft you could buy like it was kleenex it was such a recognizable name i'd never heard of it so i just went on OpenSea and typed in fidenza and they were like three eth and i was like oh my god holy shit three eth that's like 
four grand or whatever. I don't know yeah. if I could do this, yeah. but I decided to buy it. And I just said, along with my punk, that and my punk, just put them to the side and just never sell them was basically the strategy. Yeah. That made up for um, the ape then. It made up for the ape. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, serendipitously a year later, you know, Fidenzas had flown and then once again, D's and Andy launched um, Fractional. And so, which is a platform where you can basically fractionalize an NFT and then split it up into a bunch of ERC-20s and, you know, trade those ERC-20s. So the Fidenza that you're looking at has been fractionalized. I don't know how many, I think there's like 200 different owners who own that. Um, yeah. I think I own enough to to keep it up on my wall, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's the story behind the Fidenza. Wait, so you, you fractionalize, you bought a Fidenza and you fractionalized it. Exactly. I cool. split it into 10,000 ERC-20 tokens. If uh, And then we all set a price at which we'd be willing to auction it off, basically, is the idea. Okay. And then if it sells, we all get our portion of uh, of the ETH out of there. Nice. Sounds nice. like a security. <laughs> <laughs> we don't say that word, but Nate. The SEC is yeah, not listening. We don't use that word around here. What you... <laughs> <Bad>. FBI? <Bad. laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Nah, but Jeff, man, this has been fun. Uh big thank you to you for hopping on with us, man. Thanks so much, guys. It was awesome. Really appreciate yeah, super it. Super cool. Super cool and informative, man. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Great job. Thank you for you. what you're doing too, man. This is oh, a big, yes. big, big saving thing. my brethren because yeah. we don't yeah. know how to read. But uh yeah, <laughs> man, we appreciate you doing the Lord's work. Um, but yeah, go follow Jeff on Twitter. It's at jkrantz with a Z. Uh and the website is joinfire.xyz. Go check it out. Uh, but we got to get out of here. So for me, Yaba, Fud, and Jeff, we'll catch you guys next week. See ya. Peace. See ya.